Over the last few weeks, we've had no shortage of places to turn to remind us of what's going on in the world today. We don't have to look too hard to see the despair and the chaos that this crisis has created, both within our own community and around the world. And sometimes it's just just overwhelming. But if we look beyond what comes up first on our news feeds, if we look beyond kind of those those first stories, we see some stories of hope as well. This morning I saw one where, where two young men decided to um, parade through their neighborhood. One was playing trombone, one was playing tuba. They were playing Lean on Me, and neighbors stepped out onto their front porch or opened their window to sing along and to cheer them along. You could tell it brought joy to the whole neighborhood. Uh, a friend of mine just had a, a birthday, and, and some of her friends did the same sort of thing. They, they got in their cars, they decorated their cars, they drove to her house. She came out into the driveway, and they sang to her. It was a, a parade of hope in a time of despair. Now, there's videos circulating online of teachers doing the same sort of thing, of, of people bringing joy in a time that seems just, just really hard. The story that we're looking at this morning, the story of of Palm Sunday, really is a story of a a parade of hope in a time of despair. We'll be reading it in in Luke chapter 19. I'll be reading from the ESV. Uh, You're welcome to follow along in whatever Bible you have at home, Um, starting at verse 28. And when he had said these things, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany, at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village in front of you, where on entering you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? You shall say this, the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent away and found it just as he was, as had, just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus, and throwing their cloaks on the colt, they sat. They set Jesus on it. Now, I've always wondered that how, how did Jesus know that the the colt was there? But the reality is, more than likely, he had he had journeyed through these streets. He had walked this path before. Maybe even the family or families that owned the colt knew who Jesus was. We we can't know, but but there's a good chance that he knew that this colt was going to be there because he had had been on the street before. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road as he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives. The whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And Jesus answered, I tell you, If these were silent, then the very stones would cry out. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, typically, parades are are celebratory. There are parades for winning championships in sports. There are are, are parades for honoring heroes and for celebrating significant days. If you look around at people who are watching the parade, you you kind of can sense how they're engaging with whatever it is that's being celebrated in that parade. You see all kinds of responses. Children at Disneyland, they they sit in awe at the parade, looking to hopefully see their favorite princess or prince or, or character from their favorite story. If they're lucky, they might get a smile and a wave from from their favorite character. At a patriotic parade, you might see someone cheering 
or, or you might even see somebody weeping. You might see someone sitting there in silence. So as we sit in our homes this morning, I want to invite us to place ourselves in, in the crowd that was there on that Palm Sunday over 2,000 years ago. What would you hear? What would you see? What might you, what, what might you smell? How, how do you think you would respond? According to Luke's account, there, there are at least two different reactions to Palm Sunday. First, there are those who celebrate it. There's the family or the, the group of families that, that had the colt or the donkey and they were willing to give it to Jesus to ride in on this parade. There's the people who put their, their jackets or their cloaks down on the road and down on the donkey so that Jesus could ride in on a red carpet of sorts. There were Jesus' disciples, his first followers. And they're the ones who kind of led the cheering. They're the ones who, who led the, the chanting of blessed is the king or, or Hosanna, which, which literally means God save us. And then there were those who were threatened by the parade, the, the Pharisees that we read about. Now, it's not as though the Pharisees are just some sort of uh, old curmudgeon or that they're, they're party poopers that are, are looking to kind of suck the fun out of anything that was happening. For, for them, for them, they, they saw what was happening in, in light of a, a long history where, where something like this would mean royalty was entering the city. They, they knew what this meant. They, they knew Jesus, they knew the history, and they knew that Jesus knew the history as well. So they say, teacher, colleague, Fellow rabbi, you need to put an end to this. And Jesus responds with probably one of my favorite passages in all of Scripture. If they're quiet, even the rocks will cry out. A couple years ago, I had the the opportunity to walk this Palm Sunday path. um, And and I was caught by two things. I was caught by how narrow the road was. And I was was caught by how steep the road was. I I have to imagine that that because of how narrow it was and and the walls that are on on either side of it, it was probably quite loud. And because of how steep it was, I have to imagine that they, they moved fairly slowly down the path. Now, in Jesus' day, the people who lived outside the walls of Jerusalem were typically the, the poorer class, and they were poorer than those who lived inside, I should say. And these people, they would have been excited to see a king come strolling through their neighborhood. Now, today, the path is, is full of visitors as well. Locals still kind of line the road, and some of them are, are people watching. They're looking at all the crazy visitors that show up, and, and some of them are, are begging. Some of them are looking for a handout. But you almost get the sense that the, the locals that, that live there, they're, they're still looking for hope. They're, they're still looking for hope. Now, Jesus may have been the only one who understood the magnitude of the parade, the magnitude of all that was happening, of what it meant uh, in the week that was about to, to begin. I, I think he knew that a celebration was needed because of the, the difficult days that were ahead. He, he knew that his followers would, would look back to that parade during the difficult times and say, Oh, remember the songs. Remember the smiles. Re- remember the waves. Remember the, the jubilee of it all. In a way, uh, Palm Sunday couldn't come at a better time for us in our world today. We, we were journeying through the wilderness of, of Lent, and then about halfway through Lent, the, the wilderness of Lent led us to our homes. They led us to the isolation of our homes. We need Palm Sunday to remind us that there's hope, especially as we walk through this week, as we prepare for Monday, Thursday, as we get ready for Good Friday, and then as we celebrate Jesus' resurrection next Sunday.
And while we're clinging to hope, I think it's important we hear something as well. We also need to see that, that Jesus stands with us in despair. We need to lament and grieve over all that is happening today. From, from lost graduations to lost jobs to lost time and to lost lives, we need to understand that Jesus stands there with us during these, these losses that we're experiencing. It's okay to mourn. It's okay to shout. It's okay to yell. It's okay to be silent. It's okay to cry. And it's okay to not understand it all. In Luke chapter 19, verse 40, Luke says that before Jesus enters the city, he, he stops, he looks up, he looks at the city, he looks at Jerusalem, and he weeps. He mourns for a, a different reason than we're mourning today, but he's overwhelmed by that same sense of loss that, that we are experiencing right now with this crisis. His tears remind us that, that we are not alone in this despair. And his parade reminds us and encourages us to hold fast to hope. So my prayer for you, my prayer for me, my prayer for our world, really, as we enter this Holy Week, is that we would find glimpses of hope, kind of those, those moments, those, those moments, and maybe it's in a, a parade from our neighbors, but, but maybe it's in some other sort of celebration as well. And at the same time, that we would also know that we are not alone in our despair. Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem. It's okay for us to weep too. Will you pray with me? Loving God, remind us that you hold us in your hands, our homes, our hospitals, our neighborhoods, our communities, the city, the whole world, Lord. May we place our hope in you as we enter into this week. We pray these things in your name. Amen.